Hey everybody, welcome back to the MedTech Talk Podcast. This is Tom Salemi, your host. We're uh, dipping into the ophthalmology sector again today because that's frankly where a lot of the big news is coming from. Uh, Johnson & Johnson agreed to pay $4.3 billion for AMO and its ophthalmology device company. Uh, J&J previously really had just had a, a contact lens business, but uh, one that obviously uh, targeted consumers and optometrists. But now with the addition of AMO's products, uh, J&J can really reach into the device sector and uh, and perhaps, uh, I don't know, bid up a, a mix company or get involved in some of the more innovative glaucoma spaces. So it's a, it's an interesting deal for many. J&J obviously brings a lot of um, money and power to the table. So it's good for MedTech to uh, have J&J, which is obviously a well-known player in MedTech and other specialties, step up its game in uh, in ophthalmology, particularly as uh, as the emphasis really has uh, been on J&J's pharma side. So to, uh, to give us the lowdown on what J&J is thinking, we talked to Ashley McAvoy. She is the group chairman of uh, J&J's Vision Care uh, group, and uh, she obviously had a busy week given the news that was announced last week, but she took a few minutes with us to talk about uh, what J&J's plans are, what they're going to be doing on the MedTech front, what interest they might have in spaces like glaucoma, and uh, very grateful to have her uh, take the time. So, I hope you enjoy this conversation with uh, Ashley McAvoy of J&J. Right, well, Ashley McAvoy, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Tom. I, I know you don't have a lot of time, so I'll, uh, I'll cut to the chase and just hop into questions. I know it's a, it's a busy time over there. Congratulations on this deal. Thank you. No, it's a, it's a good day for J&J and a good day for iHealth. How, uh, how did the transaction come together? Is this something that been, has been talked about or is there have been conversations going on for a time? Well, you know, Tom, you know us as a contact lens company. You know, we enjoy the fortunate position to be number one behind AccuView. But we've been very close to iHealth over the past few years, really assessing the industry and the science and the technology. We think iHealth is one of the top five largest iHealth segments. It's growing north of 5%, and there's significant unmet needs still to be had. Um, so when we've been keeping our eye on Abbott Medical Optics, the number two surgical player, um, very strong portfolio in cataract and in LASIK procedures. We think that they have a strong differentiated pipeline, particularly in intraocular lenses. And that coupled with a world leader in AccuView and the backing of a Johnson & Johnson in iHealth, we really are quite passionate about the value we can provide to customers and for patients. Oh, that, that's great. That, that does seem like a natural fit. Where does the, the fit structurally or corporately will be uh, under vision care in, in eye health and under you? That's where uh, AMO will go? That's correct. Okay. And what will the, the, the leadership look like? Has that been so, decided? So clearly, you know, we like to say hopefully Tom Frenzy's coming home again. And, you know, <laughs> we're, we're welcoming um, all of our AMO colleagues at close. Obviously, we've signed a deal. We've not closed the deal. Um, and we really are looking forward to having that, the AMO colleagues join the J&J family. We'd love to have Tom Frenzy, a very credible ophthalmology expert, join, rejoin Johnson & Johnson after spending some of his early years at Johnson & Johnson. Um, and really just looking forward to, again, combining the best of both to create more value for customers around the world. I forgot about the, the, the homecoming aspect. That's a great point. Uh, look, looking more broadly at J&J, a lot of its growth, a lot of attention has been paid to, to the, the growth in the pharma side and, and devices have been looked at a bit differently. This is obviously a, a device play, but do you envision a situation where ophthalmology drugs become part of this story in the future? So I think, Tom, you know, as you know, we've got an active cell therapy program for the treatment of geographic atrophy. Right now it's in phase 2B. 
you know, the, the, the fun thing about J&J is we're able to tap into a lot of subject matter experts throughout the entire enterprise, whether they be mechanical engineers who really understand drug delivery mechanisms, whether they be people who spent their years in surgery trying to create a new procedure and get the right kind of standardization or harmonization for doctors, or whether they be people who are, quote, biologic experts in cell therapy. And we kind of smushed them all together in a room, and they've really created this unique drug delivery mechanism that has um, pretty robust efficacy and a sound safety profile, again, still in phase 2B trials. Um, so I think that that's a sign of a pharmacological intervention. And as we just spoke about, there's a contact lens and refractive of helping people see, and then obviously the new complement in the surgical ophthalmology space. So is there an opening for, uh, for future acquisitions like this one of this size uh, on the drug side, or do you think that might be something that would be grown more in-house and, and organically? You know, I think to be determined. Okay. You know, I think, I think we have to, you know, assess, um, you know, where the unmet need is and where can we have a differentiated capability and offer value. Makes sense. And, and on the device side, we've obviously seen a lot of uh, uh, acquisitions on the MIGS front and the glaucoma front. This is a space where AMO hadn't played previously. Is it an area where we might see J&J have a, make a play? Yeah, I think we're always paying attention, Tom, to areas that are disruptive. And, um, you know, we're encouraged in the world of ophthalmology that a lot of, uh, you know, pioneers, quite frankly, started many years ago to start to nurture and see where some of those really meaningful technological innovations can make really sound value for customers and for patients. So we're keeping a close eye to that. We have a work ahead of us right now on making sure we have a very strong closure and, and, and integration team, but I'd say stay tuned. You certainly will. And do you see any changes to, uh, to commitments to R&D? Is this going to be an area that you'll beef up in, in ophthalmology? You mentioned some of the programs you already have going on, but what might we see in the future? Listen, I mean, it's, it's demonstrated that it's a very innovation-driven category, and I think we have to stay apprised to, um, you know, both emerging market needs as well as developed market needs, and both from an implant point of view as well as a capital equipment point of view. So, uh, you know, I'm encouraged by the combination of our optical expertise and material science expertise. We actually have a big energy company in our surgical business, so combining that prowess with what AMOs built in capital equipment uh, I think we have the makings of a meaningful portfolio from which we will clearly, um, you know, do some rigorous life cycle management to, to ride out patient needs. And, uh, and looking at the, from the customer perspective, what, what changes might physicians see, if any, uh, either from the salespeople or, or interactions with J&J, if the deal goes through? You know, when we do this well, which is what I expect us to do, I think that both, both of the O's will benefit. So, you know, the optometry community, which we've been – very close with of, of, you know, supporting the profession and making sure that we open up different geographies around the world to make sure that there's good market access for the contact lens. I think that there's a beautiful community of connection, if you will, in ophthalmology, and AMO has been paying close attention to the ophthalmology community. But as you know, we're starting to see um, a lot more integrated patient care. And in the, in an example in the United States is optometrists are doing a lot more medical, whether that be in a glaucoma or allergy or anti-infectives and even some pre and post-op when it comes to cataract surgery, so which is the number one surgery done around the world. So we actually envision a world where there's more close collaboration uh, and both professions are, quote, skilling up. Um, and that perhaps J&J can be a little bit of bridge for them. That's a great point. And, of course, we're seeing uh, a lot of aesthetics uh, avenues as well or additions in, in 
uh, ophthalmology and I suppose some optometry as well. Is there an opportunity for J&J to, to build out that as well? Well, I, you know, I think I, we, we view that the, there's the power of the brand. You know, these are these unique models where consumers are a lot of times the ones who have to make that first decision, like contact lens, to enter the category. So, you know, AccuView for 30 years has been, you know, working with consumers to build awareness of the value of good quality eye health and encouraging them to have a healthy discussion with their doctor. So the notion of a consumer engaged in these healthcare decisions, I think, can add value when you look at some of the premium penetration in cataract surgery where people have to pay out of pocket or perhaps even in LASIK surgery. Interesting. And final question, just looking broadly across the, the, the spectrum, you were on the Masters Universe panel uh, back in New Orleans at OAS at ASCRS. Jim Mazur did the presentation about the, the changes at that level, the, the different companies acquiring the others, how that's sort of settling out. We're seeing still more of that go on since then with you know Jim joining Zeiss and, and other other news, including this one. Is it ju- is this an ongoing process, an ongoing maturation of ophthalmology, or do you? And I know you've you've been involved in the industry for some time. Do you see this as an unusual amount of activity at this level? Yeah, I, I would say you know I'll speak about it from a J and J lens. I mean J and J is a broad based, diversified healthcare company, and and I think it was Bill Link on stage who said, "I'm really yearning for the days of making sure that we have a multidisciplinary approach." in the world of eye health. And I really believe in that. And so, you know, I really think that there's a convergence on technologies, a convergence on customer value, as I just mentioned, of these communities kind of coming together in service of remarkable eye care for patients. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, this is an exciting deal. We look forward to hearing more about it at OIS at AAO. And thanks for taking a few minutes today. No, look forward to seeing you in October. Take care, Tom. Take care. Thank you, Ashley McAvoy, for joining us on the MedTech Talk podcast. Very grateful for you to take a few minutes with us during this busy week. I hope you all enjoyed uh, this inside look at the J&J and AMO deal and what it means for MedTech. Thanks again, podcast listeners, for joining us. And we would love if you could take a few minutes on iTunes to give us a ranking and submit some comments uh, to really uh, give us a sense of how we're doing here. Always uh, grateful for any feedback you can get. You can also reach me on Twitter. I'm at MedTechTom. If you'd like to hear more about the AMO J&J story and ophthalmology opportunities in general, join us on October 13th in Chicago. Uh, It's the OIS at AAO. It's the Ophthalmology Innovation Summit that precedes the American Academy of Ophthalmology annual meeting. Uh, It'll be October 13th. And uh, go to ois.net for more information about the agenda. And uh, you can register there as well. And we certainly would hope to see you in Chicago. But again, tune in next week for another tale of medtech innovation. Very grateful that you uh, spent this time with us today. Have a great day, everyone.